Welcome to the Rev Series Shares podcast for Sunday the 18th of June. We are continuing our short up and out series looking at what kind of church we are. This week the focus is on the out, considering what we do and more importantly the why we do it. Is it for our glory or God's glory? Are we moved with compassion or something else? Of course we hope we're motivated by compassion but in these changing times and having to self-promote it's good to be reminded of our why. Thank you to Tim for sharing our readings from Matthew's Gospel and from Romans. And I hope that this is an encouraging and thought-provoking reflection that follows. Our first reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 35 through to verse 1 of chapter 10. Jesus went around visiting all the towns and villages. He taught in the synagogues, preached the good news about the kingdom, and healed people with every kind of disease and sickness. As he saw the crowds, his heart was filled with pity for them, because they were worried and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. So he said to his disciples, The harvest is large, but there are few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. Jesus called his twelve disciples together and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and every sickness. Amen. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the church at Rome, Romans 5, verses 1 to 8. Now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace in which we now live. And so we boast of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. We also boast of our troubles because we know that trouble produces endurance. Endurance brings God's approval and his approval creates hope. This hope does not disappoint us for God has poured out his love into our hearts by means of the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to us. For when we were still helpless, Christ died for the wicked at the time that God chose. It is a difficult thing for someone to die for a righteous person. It may even be that someone might dare to die for a good person. But God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. Amen. So like I said earlier, we are looking at the triangle again. We're looking at the out. And I'm looking at what kind of church are we. And this we were thinking about out, commission, and compassion. So again I'm going to include the vows and last week we looked at one of the vows that we make when joining the church and this week we're looking at the third one. So there are three vows. Last week we looked at vow two, this week vow three, next week vow one to follow the flow of the readings. I've used lectionary readings for last week and this week although for next week um, we are stepping away from the lectionary. So uh, next week's vow will focus on our relationship with God Um, And all three obviously play off each other, um, but today we're focusing on um, the out and as part of our teaching focus. So the vow we're looking at this week is, do you promise with God's help to take your part in God's mission to the world, witnessing to Christ wherever you find yourself and putting your trust and hope in him, seeking justice and peace and the renewing of all life according to God's promise? With God's help, I will. Do you promise with God's help to take your part in God's mission to the world? 
witnessing to Christ wherever you find yourself and putting your trust and hope in him, seeking justice and peace and the renewing of all life according to God's promise. Now, if you don't listen to any of the rest of this, basically it sums up the entire out element of our triangle. And so it fits very well with it. For some churches, this one is covered by social justice issues or preparing people for mission work locally or in the wider world. This week, we are pleased to inform you that £808.80 was raised for Christian Aid during our Christian Aid Week. Alongside the partnership working that they do around the world, they also advocate for justice, whether it's poverty or climate change or something else. They would encourage supporters to write to the various governments to have a voice, to march or protest as appropriate. When I was in the States on a pulpit exchange a few years ago, the older young people were prepared for mission work, one year locally, one year abroad. And that was part of their faith journey and teaching. Um, and always anticipated uh, with great excitement. Some churches will support mission partners such as Gary Broff working in Malawi uh, through the Church of Scotland. We have our own One World group here in the church where small change is gathered and then distributed amongst charities. We also support the East Kilbride Food Bank. We're a partner in CAP, which is Christians Against Poverty. We're a paid up member of the Eco Congregation Scotland. Indeed, on paper we look pretty decent to be honest and it's easy to overlook all the different things that we participate support etc uh, we provide support to people in debt people in need people with with or caring for those with mental health conditions as well as safe spaces for folks to gather and blether our kettles on is becoming quite a wee hub and Last week, it was one of those moments where you wish you could, you know, kind of like in the Christmas Carol, you know, when the ghosts visit and they show Scrooge snapshots of his life. I kind of wish I could do that for you as well. It was such just one of those moments in time that was just perfect and would give you a true flavour of what it's like to be part of the Kettle Zone. Of course, there is more. There's pastoral visiting or the prayer walks, the delivery of flowers to families who are grieving or celebrating milestones. Uh, there's school chaplaincy at Greenburn, Maxelton and Hunter Primaries or Calder Glen High. There's chaplaincy with the Sea Cadets, there's tea and blether, there's the Guild, there's the Chill Out Club, there's the Supporting Connected Calderwood Social Prescribing Project and so on and so forth. It's exhausting just listing it all off. And to be honest, it's the value of the out that spoke to me and encouraged me, enabled me to make a, a, a response to come to be the minister at Moncrief. Um, you know, I wasn't the only minister who put in for it, you know, and that speaks volumes about who Moncrief are. And my heart has always gone out to the underdog. I am that person who constantly makes excuses for people. You know, if somebody's driving too slow and and the husband moans about it, I'll maybe say, oh, maybe they've got a speeding ticket and they're, you know, keeping their speed down or, you know, somebody's misbehaving, shall we say, um, or being particularly grumpy. I'll say, oh, maybe they're having a bad day, maybe something happened. And it does drive my family mad at times. Um, and I'm genuinely known for being too nice. Then my dad used to tease me that uh, I would always uh, pick the waifs and strafes for my friends. Um, they were often people that nobody else necessarily wanted to hang out with. 
and they are the best kind of friends to have just let me tell you um but please 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 don't be offended if you're my friend and you now think you're one of my waifs and streaks i'm pretty sure i'm one of yours but before i dig any deeper let's switch to something really important to understand and that's what it means uh, about moving out and it's the risk always is that we move out and we spout off all these wonderful things that we do support participate in and they become like wee trophies and it's about look at us how good we are this is what we do you know we support the toy appeal and our picture ends up in the paper all these kind of things and you think why are we doing this and that's the key to a good out motivation what's our motivation for doing it and if we're truly to understand what kind of church we are then we need to look at our motivation are we doing all of these things because we should do them are we doing them because we want to do them are we doing them because there is a need for them or are we doing them so we look good to presbytery to other churches in the area um, to ourselves whatever are we helping others challenging injustice coming alongside for ourselves or for jesus is it for our glory or for god's glory and the obvious answer of course well sarah you know we're doing it for god we're always doing it for god are we and it's always good hard but good to take a step back and say why are we doing this in the story that we read Jesus is moved by compassion. As he saw the crowds, his heart was filled with pity for them because they were worried and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And I wonder if that image speaks to us today. Do people seem to be worried and helpless today, lost without a sense of purpose? Now we might feel kind of judgmental putting it like that. And it's not what I mean. It's really not what I mean. But I want you to remember that we are also people that are included in this conversation that Jesus is having. I do hope that you feel gathered in and loved and protected by God. But at the same time, we can understand what it means to not be in the fold. Looking back, though, in the time of Jesus, the ruling forces were corrupt and more interested in their own comfort and wealth than that of the poor or just ordinary people. The religious leaders lived by their status and associated standing than by supporting the poor. Indeed, the poor, the disabled, widows and orphans often went without. The gap between the have and the have-nots was significant. Sound familiar? We are struggling through a cost-of-living crisis on the back of the pandemic, which saw a lot of people get poorer and a lot of jobs being lost. We have people who previously could make, make ends meet reasonably comfortably actually really struggling some even wondering how to make them meet and we have a growing number of people dealing with mental and physical uh, health conditions that are exacerbated by the current living conditions many feel lost uncertain about what the future holds strikes are so common now we're almost tempted to ask who isn't on strike rather than who is and Finding work is hard, no matter what the statistics say. For example, a posi positive 
destination for a young person leaving school is if they have 16 hours a week of work. How is that a positive destination? I read this week that young parents under £25 get less on universal credit than those over 25 Sorry, how did I phrase that? I learned that young parents under 25 get less than parents over 25 on universal credit. And I think it's somewhere around about £75. Is life cheaper because you're under 25? Is there a different rate for gas and electricity or your Tesco shop? I ask you. Or is it to put people off having babies until they're 25? Because if we don't give them the money, then they won't have the kids. Is that fair? Policies made by people with money for those who don't have money? We should be moved by compassion to help one another. Scripture is full of references about helping the vulnerable, whether it's in Isaiah where God waxes lyrical about helping orphans and widows rather than offering sacrifices. He doesn't want religiosity. He wants the sharing of love and justice in tangible ways. Jesus sees hungry people and he feeds them. He gives dignity to the shamed woman at the well. He listens to the one who has suffered blood loss and been exploited through it. He recognises the cruelty shown to the woman caught in adultery. His heart is moved by the rich young man who walks away sad. There are so many examples. And the text that Tim shared from Matthew 9 speaks to the heart of what God is about. We must absolutely grow our faith and look after our brothers and sisters in Christ. We have a responsibility to pray and to learn, to grow our in relationships. But in doing so, we are not to use them as weapons when we go out to Bible bash against non-believers. Rather, we are to be workers in the harvest field, helping, encouraging, empowering, enabling others to live life in all its fullness. And you see, Paul pushes back against the arrogance of Christians. And yes, we can be. We are human. And when you know you are saved by the Most High God, you can get a little bit big-headed. I'm all right, Jack, kind of scenario. And rather, like last week, we can also assume that certain types don't belong. They are not in, shall we say. And Paul is not a fan of the class system in Christianity. Probably because he knows firsthand how damaging it is in the Jewish system. Remember, he was a high flyer, a Pharisee, going places, making a name for himself. And John the Baptist and Jesus both call out the hypocrites amongst the Pharisees. Now remember, just as all Christians are not arrogant, not all Pharisees were either. But with the provision of leadership comes power, and with power comes corruption. When we need to be taken down a peg or two, or perhaps eat humble pie, then you have to read St. Paul. For when we were still helpless, Paul writes, Christ died for the wicked at the time that God chose. It is a difficult thing for someone to die for a righteous person. It may even be that someone might dare to die for a good person. But, but God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. 
What gives any of us the right to hold back the gospel from another? Every single one of us does not deserve the gift of love or life that comes through Jesus Christ because of God. And yet, he gives it to us willingly. There is nothing any of us could have done to deserve it. God gives because he can and wants to. My biggest concern, maybe at the moment, my biggest concern is that we haven't truly grasped the reality of our world. Many of us lament a Christian culture that was. We remember big buses going on Sunday school trips. We remember singing grace at lunch or saying the Lord's Prayer every day in school. We remember that you could say that you were a Catholic or Church of Scotland and, or throw in a few other smaller denominations. The Baptists will soon outnumber us, by the way. Hey-ho, the way the world goes. And it makes me wonder if we're holding on to this Christendom past, as some like to call it, that we're forgetting that you and me hold the key to the sharing of the gospel. As the churches decline, as numbers decline, there are less and less people, in our country at least, to share the gospel with others. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing to share the gospel? If we who are in are not capable of taking the gospel out, then what happens next? Our out must include social justice and tackling the issues of the day. Jesus was moved with compassion. But in the mix, we all have a responsibility to live out the gospel in our daily life, wherever that might be. Invite others to come with you, show them how to watch online, talk naturally about God answering prayer, look for signs of God at work. Many of us invest time and effort into secular clubs and schools, prioritising them over the wider life of the church. But then what happens is our young people have not been invested in and they know more about sport than God. They know that church can be put to the side in order to enjoy their activities. The majority of us would miss church to go to an activity but not miss an activity to go to church. Now there's a controversial thought, which I'm going to qualify with. Why haven't we moved the time of church yet? There are currently nine Church of Scotland in East Kilbride. That won't be around for long, but at the moment there are nine, all of whom worship some point between 10.30 and 11.30 on a Sunday morning. We want to be out sometimes we're too busy worrying about the inn. Jesus gave away his authority and power to his disciples and he sent them out to heal the sick and preach the good news. In the Church of Scotland, we have left too much of that in the hands of our own personal Jesuses, aka the minister. And we can no longer afford to do that if we ever could. And what I love here in Moncrief is that there are those who want to join in, who are getting involved, who are growing their faith, who are taking it out there. And we need to capitalise on that and be known for being out there and not just in here. 
But of course, being out there can also mean being physically in here, as long as we are using our buildings as resources and not as a place to hide. Go out and make disciples. <coughs> what does that look like for you? It won't be the same for everyone, of course, but we all have a part to play. And the great thing, which I remind you all so many times, especially when it's a message like this, and we're like, I can't go out. I don't know how to do this. I don't have the tools. I don't have the language. I don't have the ability. Is we're not going out in our own strength. God is with us. His Holy Spirit is with us. We are not alone. God is preparing the ground. His Spirit is whispering in your ear and calling in the street. And Jesus gave his life for every single person, including you and me. All can be in. The problem is, lots of people don't know what the in is. Jesus saw them lost and wanted to gather them in with our help. And it's not just a case of once you're in, you're done. But you are no longer lost. Surely that is something we want to give to a hurting, broken world. Yes, life will still be tough, but you won't be alone. You'll be in with God and with brothers and sisters that circle the world. Let's go out and make disciples with Jesus together. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Next week we focus on the up, but it's also our appreciation service. So I'm not entirely sure what the reflection is going to be like as it's an all age service. But I hope to post something here for those of you following this wee series. Do check us out on social media. Remember Moncrief's EI and I look forward to hearing from you in some way at some point. Hope you have a very blessed week. God bless you.